Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President of Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise. Here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Frederick. Uh, I screwed up your name already. Debian, Frederick Debian. Did I get that right, Frederick? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. And Frederick is with the Eclipse Foundation. He is a program manager for IoT and Edge. How are you, Frederick, other than I screwed up your name? I'm very good. Thank you. And uh, glad to be here. Good, good. Very good. So the reason I wanted to talk to you is because um, the results of a survey crossed my desk, and I really wanted to talk to you about that survey. But let's talk about Eclipse just for a minute before we get into the survey results. Eclipse has been around forever, right? Yeah. I mean, in terms of em embedded years. Let me, let, me, let me take a guess. I'm going to say Eclipse has been around for... 19 years. Am I close? Uh, you're close. Uh, we're getting to 20. So the ID itself appeared in 2001. And then the foundation was created in 2004 to be the steward, vendor neutral steward around the, the ID. But we're doing much more than just uh, development tools, uh, you know, and uh, the domain that I manage, IoT and Edge, is the most ancient of those non-ID things that Eclipse is doing. So we started in 2012. Uh, doing the IoT working group. And since then we grew there with 50 plus IoT focused projects, a few edge computing platforms in the mix as well. So uh, uh, Eclipse is much more diversified as an open mm -hmm. source organization than most uh, people know. Do you have any feel for the number of tools that are um, compatible with Eclipse? I mean, the, the marketplace is literally uh, filled with thousands of various plugins, both open source and commercial. Uh, in the IoT space, uh, the Eclipse uh, C development tools is a very popular solution because you can target embedded boards with that. And we have the new uh, embedded CDT project. So uh, a version of the C development tools really tailored for embedded development uh, that has seen uh, tremendous adoption since last year. So uh, lots of great things around for sure. And is there a certification process so you're Eclipse certified or are there just many, many more tools than you're even aware of? I think the marketplace has some specific rules for admission, but I'm, I'm really not dealing with that part. So I would have to, to, to check with my colleagues or maybe that could be the topic of another podcast. But in any case, um, what, what we know is that the marketplace is just a fraction of the overall uh, Eclipse ecosystem. We offer that to the community and people can publish there, but there are many more proprietary products based on the Eclipse uh, foundation mm -hmm. uh, as an IDE that, will, uh, that are available right and left for sure. Okay, fantastic. All right, so let's get into what we really want to talk about. Um, the results of the IoT Edge Adoption Survey. So give me some background. Um, who did this go out to? What, what type of people? So exactly, um, in this case, this is the second edition of our commercial adoption survey. The first edition in 2019 was focused just on IoT. This year, we expanded to Edge as well. Essentially, the target was people that really are busy implementing IoT and Edge solutions in the market. So you look at the demographics in the survey report, you will see we have a mix of executives, software developers, software architects, but people that are actually doing it right now or are planning soon to do it. So it's literally the right 
kind of people if you want to learn about the, the current trends in the market. Okay, that sounds great. Um, let's talk about some of the takeaways of the survey. Um, what's the biggest surprise that you, you, you saw? To me, uh, the biggest surprise was really that we didn't see a pandemic effect. <laughs> In the sense, uh, we asked people, are you planning to increase your investment in IoT and Edge in the, in the coming year? Mm -hmm. And uh, people said that they are maintaining their investment for the most part, and they are, they are planning to increase it for the next year. And for me, that was a big surprise because I thought that maybe because of, you know, that the, the pandemic context made it easier to cut those kind of projects and you just focus on your core IT, but no, people see the value in IoT and Edge and continue to, to increase their investment. In fact, uh, specifically 30% of the respondents to our survey said that um, they would invest a thousand K to a million and that was uh, at twice the number of people from, uh, from the 2019 edition of the survey. And 16% told us they would be spending over a million, which is a 25% over the previous edition of the survey. So that's pretty significant investments there. So do you have any idea where those investments are going? I mean, is that investments in tools? Is that investments in materials? Because those are some big numbers you're throwing out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in this case, the survey wasn't granular enough to, to distinguish between those, those categories. However, uh, what uh, we see is that there's a plurality of organizations, 62% that told us that they will invest even more in the upcoming year. But certainly for the next edition, we would be uh, we will probably ask uh, you know, uh, a supplemental question to distinguish between are you investing in hardware, software, services? Uh, but overall, the, the question was asking about IoT solutions or IoT and edge solutions, broadly speaking. And going back to the demographics, what was the geography of, of the respondents? So in this case, uh, we had a pretty good distribution of respondents. So 24% uh, came from North America, 32% from uh, Europe, Middle East, Africa, 34% from uh, Asia Pac, and then 9% uh, from the Caribbean and uh, Latin America. So uh, to me, this literally represents where the market is in the sense that Europe and, and uh, North America are certainly mm -hmm. two, two, two poles of development in IoT and Edge. Uh, and then we have a significant presence in Asia Pac. So uh, I wasn't surprised to see so many respondents coming from, uh, from the region. Okay. Um, the processor choice, um, just over our architecture, are these people ARM-based or are they Intel-based or are they RISC-V or are they something else? So in this case, uh, our commercial adoption survey doesn't ask that level of technical question to the audience. That is covered in our developer survey that we conduct every fall. Uh, and we've been doing that since 2015. So from memory, <laughs> I don't have the report in front of me, but from memory, about three quarters of respondents for constraint devices were leveraging various flavors of ARM. Uh, 
And then there was a growing percentage of risk five in the mix. Obviously, there's tremendous growth in that segment of the market. And for edge nodes, uh, Intel-based solutions were the preferred choice. Yeah. And then you had some, some presence uh, with ARM. And, and those trends, you know, uh, they were from year over year, they were pretty, pretty consistent, uh, in, at least in our survey. Okay. So moving away from the survey just a little bit, uh, are you finding that there are adequate tools for each of those architectures um, for developers today? I think there is still potential for growth. And this is something that we are pretty focused on at the Eclipse Foundation. Although we, you know, I said uh, when we started that we grew uh, to be much more than just the guys building the desktop IDE. Uh, we still have a laser focus on the developer community, generally speaking. And, and this even shows in our cloud development tools working group, where we have people building browser-based tools, not just for uh, cloud native applications, but for embedded applications as well. Uh, so that's the Eclipse Shea and Teia project, for example. And Eclipse Teia is the basis for the new Arduino IDE, for example. So many people uh, listening to this podcast maybe are already using uh, Eclipse-based technologies without even knowing. Uh, but uh, to me, the critical gap in tooling right now is really um, to address what we call edge ops, in the sense that when you think about edge computing, you are putting compute and storage closer to the source of the data. And you're putting that in the field, right? Uh, so in locations that won't be readily uh, accessible if you need to patch something in a, in a Jiffy. Um, so EdgeOps is about taking the basic DevOps principles and adapting them to the edge environment, okay? And this means, for example, if you have a connected car, or a connected roadway, you wouldn't patch that in the middle of rush hour, you know, 4 p.m., everyone is stuck there, et cetera. You need to wait, let's say at night when, you know, every, everybody is back home in order to, to do your patching. Um, and, and the DevOps community, you know, they, they, they think you would, you would patch an edge or IoT solution in the field like you would be patching Google Suite Right, right in the middle of the day and you just refresh the page. That's not the case, you know. IoT and Edge, uh, more often than not, you have, uh, you know, uh, human lives at stake uh, one way or another because this is uh, about solutions that are really in the middle of our daily lives. So to me, uh, we still need to meet to make progress. I mean, we publish a white paper that defines what EdgeOps is and our tools support this vision, but we still need to be better integrated in development environments and things like that so that the, the barrier to entry is really lower there. Okay, that's really interesting stuff. We're almost out of time, but um, one thing I really want to discuss with you, since a lot of what we're dealing with is open source, how do you maintain the proper level of security of, of all of this stuff? Uh, it's a multidimensional thing. Um, there's no one single thing that you can do that will make your project uh, more secure. It's the combination of all the things you will do. So what are those things? First, you need to keep an eye on the various dependencies that you have and keep up to date, right? Uh, that's really important because most of the projects that we have published new versions all the time, and in order to be secure, you need to follow not necessarily the bleeding edge, but you need to keep with the times. Uh, if you have something that, that has been 
updated in five years, then you are at risk for sure. Then there's the overall design of the solution. You need to think about reducing your, 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 uh, your surface of attack, right? And that means uh, really hardening the base OS that you will select as the foundation. That means cutting the features that you don't need that could be used as a vector for an attack. That means also uh, thinking about all the various things you need to configure and um, then we're talking about encryption for the data at rest, obviously the secure communication channel when you will be transmitting the data and et cetera. And uh, there, there are details like, for example, uh, okay, I use SSL, that's great, but don't put a 10 year uh, certificate uh, on, on your device, uh, hoping that you will just replace the device someday and then you will be secure again. You need to rotate those certificates. And this means you need to think about over the air updates and things like that in order to manage the infrastructure. And we in the Eclipse IoT Working Group, we've got all the tools that help you uh, achieve that and they are all open source. So please leverage them in order to be secure. Man, do I want to go on about this, but um, we we have to end here. But boy, this security thing is a thorn in my side right now. But okay, I will I will stop there. Thank you, Frederick. Uh, that was very enlightening. Um, is is the survey information available to people who who want to get more information about this? Yes, absolutely. So all of our survey reports going back to 2015, uh, in the case of the developer survey, are on our website, iot.eclipse.org. You go there, you navigate, and you will find it. And that's free. Awesome. That was Frederick Debien. He is the program manager for IoT and Edge at the Eclipse Foundation. And I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day, Frederick. Thank you. Uh, see you later, Rich.